Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tian Tian with your Market View. Our interviewee today is from VC firm East Ventures. According to the firm, East Ventures was named the most consistent top performing VC fund around the world, as well as the most active investor in Southeast Asia and Indonesia by Prekin. The company is also the first investor for Indonesia's unicorn companies, Tokopedia and Traveloka, and some companies in its portfolio included Shopback, Kudo and Tech in Asia. Now, the VC firm seems to be fairly active in the scene, investing close to 10 companies within the past month. Question is, why is East Ventures pumping in? money into startups amid the current economic climate? What opportunities does it see and what are some recent investments by the VC firm? Wilson Jocha, co-founder and managing partner at East Ventures, joins us on the show as we try to bring you all the answers. Hi, Wilson. How are you? Hey, hi, Tintian. How are you? Great to have you on our show as always. And Wilson, before we get started, maybe start by telling us a little bit more about East Ventures. How many companies have you invested in so far? What are some recent investments that you think we should know of? Yeah, um, so in the past 13 years, since we are in the business, we have been investing more than 280 companies so far, uh, mainly in Indonesia, but we focus uh, throughout Southeast Asia. We have uh, six seed funds right now and two growth funds. So in total, we have eight funds under management with total asset almost 1.5 billion uh, US dollars. So it's about uh, 2 billion sing dollar. Right. And uh, so far, which are the types of companies that East Ventures invest in? I understand you are sector agnostic, but I'm sure there are some preferences, say funding stages, company size, revenue size. Could you share a little bit more of us? We invest all the company that we think that can make money, that's for sure. But the reasons why we say that we are sector agnostic, because VC investing, unlike normal business investment, we actually focus a lot on the people. So we always try to find a good founder and invest in them. So the thesis of VC or venture investing is all about investing good founders, good management team. So hence, uh, the sector doesn't really matter in that in that case. But as the firm has been evolved, uh, we have two funds now. We have a seed fund, which is invest very early stage, idea stage, probably early product, pre-revenue kind of like company. And we have a growth fund that invests in company that has been grow substantially with certain revenue. So the thesis of these two funds, pretty different. For seed fund, we always focus on people, good management. For growth fund, we focus on the traction or whether they can make money and have a clear path to profitability. What is the criteria used to determine if a company is suitable for East Ventures, whether it's the seed fund or the growth fund? If you're talking about uh, founders, how do you determine that this founder is worth investing in compared to another founder who may have well some similar qualities, but how do you determine that X factor? That is a very interesting uh, question, actually. And we have been keep changing our thesis about how we should define a founder there is a lot of uh, pattern recognition going on when we, we do this. But in the early days, I think ability to read good founders is very important. We have three criteria, the traits of entrepreneur that we like. Someone that have very strong integrity. So integrity, how we define integrity is that doing the right things when nobody watching you. I think that's our criteria of integrity. The second one, 
the founders must have very high level of self-awareness. A good founder, they understand themselves. They they do know what they are good at and they know their weakness. They can use what they are, their strength to actually multiplying it and apply it to the company, to the business. And because they know their weakness, they know how to learn and they keep learning to actually fill the gap. But more importantly, they're able to hire people smarter than them. A good founders with a lot of self-reflection, understand, understanding themselves, they, they are really humble normally because they know they are not the smartest guy in the room. So this is the second criteria. And the third criteria was uh, paradoxical traits. Every founders actually have these contradictive traits within themselves. They are uh, a generalist. They know everything about marketing, business model, hiring, product, technology. But in the same time, they can be a specialist. They are good at certain uh, particular and they can go very deep. They have global knowledge. They know what's going on out there, but they have local execution skill. They can be hard and have a strong vision. They know what they want, but paradoxically, they have light ears. They, they listen to mentorship. So these are the three things, integrity, high level self-awareness, and also paradoxical traits. But it is not that easy to identify these three traits when the first time uh, you met with the founders. And this is where actually you need a local context. Uh, I can read some of the people in Singapore. I can read some of the people in Indonesia. But if I go abroad further with different culture, probably I, I, I won't be able to read them. So reading people is very important, especially in the early stage. And apart from reading people, I'm sure in the growth stage, you are reading a lot of numbers. So how do you determine yeah. if that is suitable for your fund? So when we move to different uh, stage of fund, definitely it is reading different things, right? Exactly like what you say, reading numbers. So we look at unit economics, we look at revenue, and we make sure that the numbers will tell us whether this is a good revenue. We, you do not want to burn too much money without ability to understand how actually you get the money back. Those are the things that are important to us. And then beyond that, we have to understand whether the guy able to build a good governance in the company, corporate structure, a corporate development, good culture within all the staff member, and how it can communicate the vision into the company. So there's a lot of things more than just a uh, management when we talk about the growth company. And uh, Wilson, I want to actually look at the macro situation. Uh, have the recent interest rate hikes pushed up the cost of acquiring capital for you? Have they significantly affected investing decision for East Ventures? Or rather, is this a time whereby valuation has been pressed down and it's time for bargain buying right now? In principle, uh, for the VC fund, we are pretty lucky because we mm -hmm. just closed our half a billion fund uh, a couple months ago. And uh, I mean, at, at the VC level, once the investor committed, the fund will be there and we, we have enough dry powder actually to invest. On the bargain, I think um, VC investment and startup will, it's not a commodity. There's no such thing called bargain. I think what important is to find a good company and good company exists in good time and bad time. So from our principle, we will not uh, slow down in investing right. because we only slow down if there is no good founder. As long as there's a good founder, we want to invest in them. That's very important. In terms of the climate, I mean, uh, global situation probably is not that great right now. and it's very hard to predict what will happen in the next months or a year ahead. 
But if you look at this region, we are actually at the infection point. So take an example in Indonesia, the, the region where we are focused on. In the past, when we started East Ventures, the number of internet users were only about 30 million out of 240 million uh, population. As of today, the population grew into 270 million. So there's a delta of about 40 million in the past 10 years. And the internet users right now at 200 million active users. What does it mean? It kind of like a wave of internet users coming and everybody has been using payment gateway, digital product, buying online, uh, buying food online. So the consumer has been well educated. That also means that customer acquisition costs getting cheaper because the moment you have a product that able to solve some problem, able to give a good solution, people will just using it because they know how to use the mobile app. They know, they know how to use the digital product. And the lifetime value of the consumer actually getting higher simply because they, they, there is a repeat usage of all these digital products. So actually we are in the inflection point. If you miss Southeast Asia in this time, where are you going to get these hundreds of million delta of internet users that coming to use digital product in the world other than China, US, India. The fourth actually is Indonesia and Southeast Asia in the, in the bigger scheme. If you miss this, actually you must go to Bangladesh and Nigeria. So based on that, I think we are at the right time and the right position. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Wilson Dracha, co-founder and managing partner at East Ventures. Um, so, uh, Wilson, I'd like to zoom in on one of your recent investments. You have invested in Cosmart, which is an Indonesia-based e-commerce firm set up by former Traveloka president. Uh, what are the reasons behind the move? What opportunities do you see there? Uh, first, we see the Traveloka from ideal stage and we help the company to where they are today. I think uh, they have become a leading OTA lifestyle, local experience kind of like services uh, in the region. And everybody actually booked uh, their flight or hotel through Traveloka. So some of their, some of their key executive actually uh, left the company and tried to set up a new company. And we are fortunate that they came to us first because I think they have see how we help uh, their previous firm grow from nothing into something. So there's a lot of relation uh, going on there. And for us, it's no brainer to invest in them because these are the guys that we have been working so close, so long, and we understand each other and they are proven a good operator. So those are a pretty uh, credible kind of like track record. Even we don't even know whether the business will success or not. I'm sure. And uh, another company I like to focus on is Indonesia-based fintech startup Pocket. It helps to improve banking and financial literacy for children. So tell us more about the startup and what made you decide to invest in their pre-seed round? Again, uh, the founding team actually pretty strong, so we like them. And if you zoom in into this specific sector, what they created actually is pretty unique. They try to address kind of like the new bank for children. You, you know, uh, during this COVID, some of the behavior has been changed that everybody use digital product and then kids also get exposed into online payment, uh, mobile phone, and etc. So there must be a specific product that able to address uh, these kids, but must be within the control of their parents. So what they what they did, they create a sub account from the parents account, create a new interface in mobile phone for the kid, so that the kid can actually use it to make online payment, use the QR code, but under the control of the parent. So this is what we call kind of like a new banking for kids. Well, but as with 
most VC activities, you know, there are hits, there are misses. One of the startups you have invested in, fintech firm GPay, recently wound down. It seems like the company was still generating 300% month-on-month growth and revenue. So why did it shut down? What are some key learnings there for you? When we talk about growth, we have to understand whether this is a quality growth or not a good quality growth. I think that's very important. As far as the concern, we always respect the decision, decision of the founders. So if the founders think that while the company is still growing rapidly, but in the same time, the vision, the vision of the company, the conviction, whether this company can make it turn into a sustainable business model, it, that, that really depends on the founders. And the founders lost the conviction. She thought that there's no product market fit. It's very hard to do the conversion. Then we respect that. Then we support them. Right. But it's and, pretty normal, hmm. actually. Um, venture investing. Sure, yeah. Yeah, venture investing is a high-risk business. Uh, based on the statistic, every 10 investment, 9 should fail, only one success. But in East Ventures, actually, we are pretty lucky. Out of 10, 7 will success, probably 2 to 3 will fail so far. But this is very common, yeah. So it's a high-risk investment game. Finally, before we let you go, Wilson, which are the other companies you're aiming to invest in? Anything you're setting your sights on and... Uh... Which companies are you planning to exit and cash out? And what can we look forward to? On the exit, exit and cash out, definitely if the company gives us enough return. We, we can't actually uh, really plan for it. We, we know roughly what we are going to do, but to be the precise plan actually pretty hard, especially in this market condition. On the sector that we like, founders still a key key factor for us to make the decision of investment. But in terms kind of like the category, we have been looking at the, the company in supply chain category, the upstream, uh, B2B, agriculture related stuff, healthcare, and climate related stuff. Yeah, uh, we are one of the firm that signed the UNPRI. So it is a commitment of the firm to actually support the ESG initiative, put the ESG lens into each of our decision-making process and to make sure that when we do well, we also do good. Definitely very exciting days ahead indeed. Thank you very much, Wilson. That was Wilson Joacha, co-founder and managing partner at East Ventures. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.